to the very first edition, the debut episode of Trash Talk with Talmadge. We got Talmadge James over here. What's up? What's up? What's up? We're going to talk. This is a purely NBA talk. All we're going to do is talk NBA basketball. No football, no college basketball, no nonsense. Just NBA. Sound good? Just talking a little bit of trash. Talking trash with Talmadge. So first off, we're going to get to know our hosts. So first question for you and I. What made you get into basketball? Um, I think mostly what made me get into basketball was through family relationships. I grew up, uh, I'm the youngest of, of five children in my family, but I've got two older brothers. But both of them really enjoyed basketball, especially my oldest brother. And so, I mean, I looked up to my two older brothers, and they kind of got me into wanting to play basketball. Is there a specific player or team you looked up to? Obviously the Jazz here. Definitely the Jazz. Uh, I grew up loving Darren Williams. I, like for the longest time, wanted to play like Darren Williams, but I was never bulky enough. Never strong. Never strong. <laughs> uh, right. problems. So, what made me get into basketball, do you remember like they had those little Lego NBA sets? Like you could, you could get, build the court and stuff? Yeah, you could build the court and they had those little spring that you'd like pull back and shoot, <laughs> shoot basketball. basketball. Yeah. So my dad had got one of those. And he had, like, would order specific players. And, like, one of them he had was Allen Iverson. And so playing with Legos, there was just a little Allen Iverson Lego in there. So I was just like, this Allen Iverson guy seems pretty cool. And then I started watching <laughs> Allen Iverson YouTube videos, which then led to Vince Carter YouTube videos, which led to my love of basketball. Um, also playing rec league basketball as a kid. I was the only white kid. What? So, yeah. Why? I don't know. I was playing in D.C. area. Okay. I have a nice team picture of me. I'm the one white kid, and I'm the tallest, so I'm right in the middle. Was it called, like, Junior Wizards over there or something like that? No, it was just, like, whatever county rec basketball. That's too bad. Yeah. Is that is Junior Jazz, like, secluded to just, I think like, the junior, a Utah type of thing? Like, only Utah does that type of stuff? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's funny. like the NBA is associated, the NBA team's associated with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just Junior Jazz. Um, what's your favorite team? Obviously, it's going to be the Utah Jazz, right? Yeah. That's safe to say. Yeah. The Utah Jazz are always my favorite team. If I'm talking about, like, favorite era, I would say John Stockton and Carl Malone era, but I wasn't, like, alive for that. You were, like, and, six like, months old. Yeah. In the, like, towards the end of the prime, I was, like, a young, young, young child. Um, but, like, otherwise, it was, like, the 2007 through 2000, like, 10 Utah Jazz, the Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer, Memo Okor days. Ronnie Brewer, Ronnie Price. My boy Ronnie, Ronnie Brewer and Ronnie Price. Um, was Wes Kyle Matthews was still with them? Wes yeah. Matthews came on the... He was basically like the Kyle Corver replacement. Those two never overlapped. Okay. But those were A young years. Paul Millsap. Young Paul Millsap, who was always playing high behind Booze. 
Oh, those are good days, good times as a Jazz fan. Um, favorite player of of all time? Of all time, it's got to be Stockton. Even though you never got to even, watch if, him. Even if, like, I've only watched highlights, right, in, like, old games, but um, just what I know. If we're, if we're talking about people I watched, it's 100% Darren Williams. Okay. So my favorite team, Boston Celtics. My favorite era is the 2008 Boston Celtics, that very first, like, big three of our generation, you right, could say. Right, That, you know, they had Rondo, of course, but then Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG. Kevin Garnett, those guys um, were a lot of fun to watch. My f- and that came right in the sweet spot of, like, I was, what, 12? Yeah. 11, 12 like years old. Six, six grade, yeah. yeah, and that, you know, once you, like, get to 10, that's when you get to start, like, following basketball and you, like, know who these players are and stuff like that. So that came right in a perfect time for me where I, like, was finally being able to, like, follow the sport of basketball and, like, be a fan of someone. And then, of course, my family's from, or my dad's side of the family, he grew up in Boston, so we're all Boston sports fans, and so... It overlapped nicely. And then, of course, my favorite player, I already talked about a little bit, Vince Carter. He's really watching his YouTube videos and his dunks. Helped me fall in love with basketball. And then, of course, i got to include my boy, KG, Kevin Garnett. What's your favorite all-time Vince Carter dunk video? Like, like just one dunk. That's hard. I think a very underrated one is when he did an off-the-backboard dunk over someone in a game when I think it was... With the Raptors, he like did that over someone, um, but then of course you got to get the two thousand two, two thousand one dunk contest. I'm not exactly sure what year it was. Might have been two thousand. windmill. Yeah, when he won hands down, um, or of course jumping over that France guy from France in the. That's gotta Olympics. be like that's like the most famous dunk like ever. Jumping that and the Jordan free throw. Yeah. Then. Yeah. All right. So now that we've gotten to know, how many years at East did you play basketball in high school? I played, I like to say like two and a half-ish. I played like the summer going into junior year, but really like my only official years were freshman and sophomore year. Okay. So after sophomore year, you kind of called it quits? Yeah, I was done playing behind like sophomores. It was, it was getting old. It was, the writing was on the wall about Skip's future plans. So <laughs> shout out to Skip Lowe if you're listening. I think he caused, he caused a lot of people to quit basketball, I think. I need to, we should just email Skip and hey, come, give us come a listen, listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Skip, care to come on the podcast and discuss? <laughs> That'd be awesome. We could, we could uh, market that to a bunch of East High students. Be like, hey, we got tell Skip, all. We got Skip, Skip on, the, on the podcast. Discussing what he did wrong. <laughs> How much did you really love podcast? That would have to be on the Sports Take actual podcast because that would be like t- going on an hour. We wouldn't be able to do that here because we try to keep it under half an hour. That'd be such a legendary but. podcast. How much did you actually love Parker, Skip? How what what percent of your career would you say you owe to Parker Van Dyke? You'd probably say ninety percent. <laughs> How many years did you? It is a hundred percent. He'd say ninety. Um, all right, moving on to some discussions. First off, trade deadline is in like ten days. Right. We're gearing up. There's been a lot of rumors swirling around. I want to get your take on some of these rumors that have been going around the NBA recently. So I'm going to give you a trade rumor or a trade idea, and then you give me a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being it's never going to happen, or 10 being, oh, it's happening for sure. Okay. On how likely these trades are. The first one is the George Hill to Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm going to give that a 7. Ooh. All right. Let's hear your reasoning. My reasoning, Waj tweeted it. That's all. 
Woj, Woj, Wojnarowski, Wojnarowski, however the flip you pronounce that. Adrian. Yeah, good old, good old guy who used to be on Yahoo, now is on ESPN. Um, everything he tweets is like le- le- pretty darn legit. Um, I think the Cavs need more shooting, and George Hill has proved over the past two seasons that just uh, straight up three point shooting, he's he's good catch and shoot. Even sometimes off the dribble. Good so defense. Cavs need someone like him. So I'm going to take those same reasons that you said, except I'm going that it's a 10. Like, I think it's this is a done <laughs> deal. Like, every, I think Put it's the a cap straight. done. That's the only question, I think, is what package of, like, J.R. Smith, Channing Fry, Amon Schumper, maybe Tristan Thompson. Eh, probably not Tristan Thompson. Um, possibly Jay Crowder. Like, what kind of package you're going to you think Jay Crowder's going to leave? I think there's no way Crowder's out. I've seen him in a couple of trade scenarios. Uh, he's been bad. Yeah, but like let's let's say the Cavs figure out they go to the finals again. Like you need Jay Crowder to guard. But do you need Jay Crowder or do you need George Hillmore? In that series, just getting to the finals. Okay, because Jay Crowder, I don't think gets you to the finals. He may help when you get there. Getting to the finals, I would say George Hill is a good addition. I think like he's a he's a really solid player to have. It is just crap. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas has been bad. This season so far. Can I, can I rant about Isaiah Thomas for like a minute? Yeah, go for it. I'm always who, here for Isaiah Thomas. Who rant. does this guy think he is? I don't know. Have you seen these these couple of quotes that have come out about this guy? Oh my gosh. There's the one, so that he's like, he calls them out for not practicing. Yeah, I saw that one. What what a flip, for one. <laughs> if that's if, if that's true, I mean, like, that's bad. But like, who, well, who do you think you don't. are bringing that out? It's like common knowledge. They don't do any in-season practices. They've started since. Since that quote. Yeah, because now they're getting they're probably, like they have this pressure to because why Isaiah Thomas. Second of all, there was that quote that he he was like he like in Boston we played defense. In Boston we tried harder. <laughs> He's like how how dare you? He, that to me just told 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 me he had no desire to be traded at all. He, oh, I, he well of course he, he had no desire. He doesn't he doesn't even want to be in like even still he doesn't really want to be in Cleveland. Oh, but he's made that painstakingly obvious. I, it it is unbelievable to me. Like, how dare you come to this team, and then have the audacity to mention your old team that traded you? Well, the crazy thing is, is that he keeps saying like, "Oh, the media just keep, all they want to do is talk about that trade," when he's the one who keeps bringing it up. He's the one who brings up Boston. Like when he came out and said, "Like, yeah, this media like it's not really a big deal, but the media just keeps asking about it, like the trade." But like he brings it up. Three days before that, you released a like, 40-minute-long documentary about your trade. Oh, yeah, it's like the, like his it's like little the Book of Isaiah, book of Isaiah <laughs> stuff. Oh, my gosh. But then the report came out that apparently the attack on Kevin Love in that players-only meeting was led by Isaiah Thomas. So Isaiah Thomas was getting mad at Kevin Love for being <laughs> sick when Isaiah Thomas missed the first half of the season? Like, I don't know who this guy thinks he is. That, that's all I gotta say. I, this guy has got some real audacity to him coming in like this. Yeah, it's no good. Um, Alright, next one. Alright, next one. Kemba Walker available. Like, not to a specific team, but just in general. Right. Um, so you're like 1, one to 10 on how, if he really is available or not? Yeah. I'm gonna say... 
it's an eight that he really is available. Ooh. Michael Jordan was wise because he didn't really say that he wasn't available, but he tried to make it seem like, no, no, no. We love Kemba. He's like, I love Kemba Walker. I wouldn't trade him unless it was for an all-star. Yeah. He's like, trade me an all-star and I'll trade you Kemba. It's basically mm-hmm. what he was trying to get to the world. So I, I believe it. I believe that that report is real. Again, Woj tweeted it. And so there's there's legitimacy. Like that doesn't just that stuff doesn't just come out just out of randomness. Like it was obviously some yeah. what legitimate. Well, so I think it's legitimate. Like obviously they came out and it's like they are the ones who made it tr- apparent that they would consider trading him. Right. The likelihood he does get traded though, I think is like a 2. Yeah, it's probably not likely to get traded. If he does get traded, it'll probably be in the off season. Yeah. Which, still, it just depends on what they'd get back. I don't know what... Like, Kemba Walker's in that weird middle ground where it's so hard to, like, determine. Like, him and Kevin Love are kind of in the same boat. Where it's, like, unless... Like, they alone are hard to determine, like, what their value is. Like, if you were packaging Kemba Walker with... Like, if you were to package Kemba Walker, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, a draft pick, like, for a better player. Like, for, say, someone who... Like, a DeMarcus Cousins. Like, that would work. But when it's like just trying to trade for Kemba Walker alone, he's like his trade value is kind of weird to like determine. Yeah, because you've never really... Because he's like a borderline all-star. He made the all-star team, didn't he, last year? I don't think so. He was like a snub last year. Why do I feel like he made it? I felt that way too, but I don't think he did. Huh, interesting. Okay. All right, next one. DeAndre Jordan will be traded. In general, I would say an eight. But I also have some three teams here, the likelihood of him being traded to one of these, which the reports have okay. come out. Uh, the first one is traded to Portland. Uh, I'm going to give that a two. I don't believe it. Yeah, I said like a three. I just don't think Por- Portland doesn't have the draft picks that you could package for him. There's nothing. To- and then they're not going to give up McCollum. They're not going to give up Dame. And if I'm the Clippers, why would I want Nurkic? I already have Blake and Danilo. Gallinari. Yeah. So Nurkic d- get, does not. Nurkic is like a big guy, though. Yeah, but when you already have. Like, that's the problem right now is that. No one even wants big the guys. The Celtics have. Or not the Celtics. The Clippers have so many big guys already. So. I could, the only way job. I could see that happening is in like a three team trade. You know? Like, the, to make the DeAndre to Portland work, it would have to be a three team deal. Right. I don't um, know you'd get, though. Yeah. Next one, DeAndre Jordan to Cleveland. This one has been talked about for a long time. I feel um, like most of this season. I'm gonna say that's only got like a four. I don't think it really happens. Um, and I don't think I don't think that's what the Cavs want. I don't think. Yeah. It, I don't think it would help them in the slightest. The Cavs. The Cavs need shooting. I watched that Warriors games a few, yeah, ND, which, I mean, he would help that, I mean, like, rim protection. But he's not going to help you play defense against the Warriors. Right. He can't, he can't just, like, switch onto a guard, which is why the Warriors in, like, low-key are so good, is because just, like, they switch everything. Yeah. And everyone minus and a center that can't can guard, guard anyone. Yeah, a center can't guard any of them either. Right. Like, like DeAndre Jordan. He can guard JaVale McGee. But JaVale McGee is not part of their offense. Yeah, JaVale McGee doesn't even play. Yeah. 
I just think if it, to make a Cleveland trade work, they would have to give up the Nets pick. And Cleveland. they're not going to give up not the Nets right. pick unless LeBron James guarantees he's resigning, which is not happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't think LeBron ever will. He's too much of like a smart business person. I think you would feel like it limits him. Yeah. Next one to the Washington Wizards. This one uh, is like a dark horse, like that was talked about. I'm gonna give it a six. Ooh. See, I went one more. I said a seven. Because mm. I think, you know, I think any of these three teams, or not even that, listen to this. I think of all these teams, Washington has the best package that they could send. Like, I hear, put down here a possible deal of, like, Kelly Oubre, Markeith Morris, and, like, like a second-round pick. Like, Oubre is, like, like, a good addition to their He's squad. a good off-the-bench guy. But if Washington wants to compete in the Eastern Conference, a nice off-the-bench guy is not going to do that for you. Kelly but, Oubre went to the Clippers. They would, like, give him the ball a lot. I think they would try yeah, to let and him be a starter. Kind of like, a guy. And he'd be a starter rather than coming off the bench for Otto Porter. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about, whether that happens or not. If you're the Wizards, you would make that trade? If I'm Washington, I'd make that trade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's legit. I think that's a real possibility. All right, next one. Nikola Mirotic to the Utah Jazz. I... As a Jazz fan, would you want this to happen or no? You know, I would take him over Favors. Not necessarily that I'm like, I think he's a lot better than Favors, but because I think it would help the team overall, um, just because he still gives you like at least some big guy presence. Like he can get rebounds, all right. But he just he stretches the floor, which makes life for Rudy just so much easier. And I think it would make life on Rubio so much easier. And the whole Rubio Gobert combination would be so much easier. Everything would be easier. If you have Miritich, just because he can stretch the floor. But if you're the the Jazz, do you want it to get easier, or do you want to just lose out? This do you want to get drafted? Do you want to tank? Tank note. Tank note. Yeah, need one of those shirts. Um, it's it's such a tough battle, because I don't like Miritich isn't like the answer to my problems. He's just kind of like a. He makes the problems slightly, minusculely less bad. And so, I th- like, deep down inside, I want draft picks. There's only two ways to really create a great team, and that is through free agency and trades, which you need to be a big market team to get people to agree to do that, or or through the draft, like the Warriors did, or the Thunder did for, for a time. But now the Thunder are just like anyone else, and they recruit through free agency. Yeah. So I think likelihood of this happening is like a four. Because the Bulls are pretty dead set on getting a first-round pick in return for Miritich, which if I'm the Jazz, there's no way I give up my first-round pick this year. Um, I think if Utah can put together a deal of like young players and expiring contracts and maybe a worse draft pick, for example, I had down here, I said Favors, Tony Bradley, and a second-round pick. Meritage, maybe. Yeah, because Favors is expiring. Except I Favors think, is an interesting trade piece for a, for a lot of teams just because he's expiring and can yeah. free up cap space. That's what I was thinking too, but more so of I think you could get more for Favors if you were trading him to a team like the Boston Celtics who could use like a big man. 
like a com- team who's looking to compete, who needs like a, one more piece, like a Cleveland or a Boston. Yeah, Cleveland could be like a real thing. Like I've just like deep down inside had this like vision of Favors playing for Cleveland. I don't know what they would give us and what I would want. If I'm Boston, I want Favors. Who would you trade him for? Um, an expiring and a dra- some draft picks. So they've got that. Like a first got, like, pick, top two a pick, first right? round. Like, like, they stole, whose pick do they have this year? Um, they have the pick. So it's the Lakers pick, which goes to Philly. But if it lands between two to five, it goes to Boston in that Jason Tatum, Markel Fultz trade. Uh, so. Man. But like Boston's own first, Boston Boston's, swindled the Sixers. Yeah, that's a different topic for another <laughs> day. But like, if Boston, I would take him for I don't know what expiring contracts Boston has off the top of my head, but an expiring contract from Boston and like Boston's own first round pick for favors this year, which would be like what in the twenties for it'd Boston? be late twenties, yeah, like to the twenty seven to thirty range, right? Which I think that's fair. They're probably what? They have like the fourth best record in the league? Behind. Yeah, first in the East. Yeah, but behind Houston, Golden State, and San Antonio? Something like that. I don't know about San Antonio. No, they're better than San Antonio. San Antonio has like 18 losses. Really? I, th- I, th- yeah. I think San Antonio is still third, yeah? No, because San Antonio is fourth in the West. Who's third? Minnesota. Really? Yeah. San Antonio I did started see to that. slide. Butler's been balling. Yeah. And Wiggins. But yeah, either way, it would be a late 20s. Right. Which I think that's fair. Um, Okay, last one. Lou Williams to the Cleveland Cavaliers. A one. Yeah, Unless unless the Clippers just decide to blow it up. And and, and really, it's it's kind of like a domino thing. It's a domino effect that could happen. If they're like, okay, let's trade DeAndre, they might at that point just be like, all right, let's just try to get some young pieces and some draft picks for DeAndre, and then let's just blow it up. Let's trade Blake. Let's trade. Yeah. Let's trade everyone. Let's just start over because obviously this isn't going anywhere. Like really, it's not going anywhere. Blake's not going to lead you to a title, and so unless they decided to just blow it up and they're like, "All right, get Lou Williams out of here, and get all of it," then it could happen. But the problem right now, though, is Cleveland is or not Cleveland. The Clippers are only half a game out of the eighth spot, so it's hard to like blow up your whole team midseason when you're like so close to the playoff race. Like, just two games ago, they were in the playoffs. You'd hope that, like, these teams would realize, though, that the middle is just not where you want to be. Oh, well, absolutely not. Like, no one will. The Jazz never will, to my my frustration. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. The All-Star reserves were announced yesterday. Did you see any snubs? Paul Anyone? George is a snub. For... Who do you think should have been out? Get Draymond Green out of there. Oh, I kindly disagree. No, no. You're telling me you'd rather have Draymond Green than Paul George? Yeah. What? Draymond oh. Green's not going to impress you stats-wise as far as like points and, per game. And I think, I think Paul George over Klay Thompson. Now you're just talking nonsense. What? Why? Why? You're what telling makes me the Paul Warriors aren't more pumped with Paul George rather than Clay? How well, Clay just fits their team really well. Yeah. But, like, if you were starting a team and you were trying to, like, build a team, you take Paul George over Clay. Uh, 
in general, probably, but this season, I would take Clay. No. Draymond Paul Green George, leads. Draymond Green Green leads the Warriors in assists, which is ridiculous. Which is crazy. I thought power forward, Boy. but also it's more than just like the stats offensively, defensively. I think as a whole, I think they got it exactly right. I don't think there's any All Star snubs. I think the only argument that you could make for an All Star snub would be that Deion, or not DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Andre Drummond should have been in over, like, John Wall. John Wall's just, hell yeah, he has, he's had, he, I he's, been, he has, he's, at, been, he's been okay. He's also had injury problems. But, like, the Pistons like, are doing well, and then Washington's not that good. And so the fact that Washington has two All-Stars and Detroit doesn't have any. Is Brad Beal a starter? No, he's a reserve. Okay. But yeah, I think that's all, I'm here. not saying that you should. I'm not making that argument, but I'm saying that's the only argument I could really see being made. I think they got it exactly right in the West, and I think that in the East, for the most part, they got it right. The only snub was the fact that Donovan Mitchell's not in the dunk contest. That's a real snub. That was a snub. Like Victor Oladipo. <laughs> that's what I ah. Oh, I said that to my coworker today. I was just like. Oladipo, really, over Mitchell? That's he was more weird. outraged. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I said Corker. It's my, also my brother-in-law. He was more outraged <laughs> that Aaron Gordon is back in it because he's been in it for two straight years, and they're just trying to force him in there so he gets one win because he got robbed the other two. Yeah. Well, not uh, not two, but at least he got last robbed. One. No, he got robbed against Levine. Yeah, the last. He should have beat Levine. That was two years ago. The first one was last, last year. Last year was Glenn Robinson. Which Aaron Gordon choked last year. Because he was by hands down. He got got robbed against Levine. Yeah. He should have beat Levine. Which is, it's just like, it's just tough. It's tough that those two had to be in. I mean, like, that's what you want, right? But, like, Levine is a nasty dunker. Yeah. He's a. But, anyways, they're just forcing him in there so he can finally win one. And he's going to win it this year. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any of them. We'll put that much of a fight. Um, last c- real question, real quick. Should the All-Star draft be televised? Absolutely. Because they're like, the main, I don't understand the main concern is like, they're like worried about like feelings being If hurt. you're worried about your feelings being hurt because you get picked last, you're not an All-Star. Like you should, if you are worried about your feelings getting hurt because you get picked last in an All-Star draft, like and you're an All-Star. I don't think any of the players are worried. I think the NBA just like doesn't want to have it for some reason. I don't understand it. No I one, think no they one think it's going to cause like, like contention, contention between, people. between people. But I found four interesting storylines that could come up from the draft. The first one is, would one warrior be ostracized from the rest? Like, what if Le- <laughs> Steph comes out here and picks KD and Draymond and then Clay gets, gets like stuck with LeBron? Put on LeBron's squad. And so it's KD, Steph, and Draymond versus Clay. Based on principle, LeBron better not take Draymond because those two are supposed to hate each other. Yeah, but that would be an interesting storyline. My second one is, will LeBron draft Kyrie? Also based on principle, he should not draft Kyrie. This one, I think, is a storyline that no one talked about, but I think would be interesting after coming out of that meeting where everyone just roasted Kevin Love of, would LeBron draft Kevin Love? I think he will. Because I think LeBron likes the like positive. 
But this is why we need to see the draft. I want to know, like, does LeBron come out and draft his own teammate when his teammate's being attacked by all, everyone else on the Cleveland Cavaliers? I want to know, like, would LeBron just be like, yeah, screw this guy. I'm, I'm confused how, how they're doing it. Is it just going to be, like, a conference call between I think so. Steph and LeBron? Well, I think they already did else? it. They did it today. They already did it? I think, yeah. The team's and then it gets announced tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, so but it'd be, Wednesday, it'd be, they, recording like, this, yeah, they, this podcast. Really, everyone has tomorrow. the right answer. They should just do it like hockey does, where the, the last person drafted gets a car. Yeah. And then you're good. And everyone will, like, Ovechkin Which is dumb jokes, anyway. He's like, draft me last. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, that's sounds like you, wa- sound like you watched the same episode of The Jump that I did. I, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't watched The Jump. I think I watched, I listened to The Herd, maybe that's where I heard it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, also, of course, who would be the last pick? That'd be interesting. I wouldn't want to know. Let me see the rosters. Who would you think? Let me look at the rosters and be able to visualize it. I would say, uh, Embiid can't be. It would have to be someone from the East. Hands down. I think it would be, like, Oladipo might be the last pick. Let's see. Embiid, I... Towns. Or not Embiid, uh, sorry. Oladipo. Towns would probably be close to the bottom. I'm trying to. I just. I like, bet Al Horford gets drafted last. Al Horford would be bottom. <coughs> yeah, that's my. That would be my prediction. Al Horford. Which. Cause he ain't flashy. You ain't trying to get him on your yeah, squad. Yeah, he's just a good all-around guy. All right. Well, Thomas, I'd say it was a success. Yeah, it was a good time. The microphones, the audio might be a little messed up. Sorry. We'll try to work on that. Yeah, but future higher quality. Yeah, future us will figure that out. Content. Hollywood, go. Go. Hey Hollywood, hey Hollywood, go. Go. Serve it, couldn't keep the man safe. I said to the window, to the world, my new rabbit.